Hey church, it's so good to see you today. I'm very impressed um, at how smart you are and how you listen to instructions because you're here. And, you know, this is our third venue in a month. So, you know, that's quite a bit of moving around and uh, you are here. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be here. Thanks for all who are tuning in online as well. Um, today, we're going to finish our, our, continue our series in the book of Proverbs. And we're looking at various topics. And today we're going to look at learn from the foolish. So the outline is very simple, but there's going to be a lot of passages that we're going to cover. And uh, we don't have a, you know, big overhead or a big screen behind, but everything is on the app. You could also find it on the website, thebridgechurchec.org. There's a detailed outline. It has all the passages that I'm using today. And by the way, that's the way it is every week, but it could be helpful for you today. The book of Proverbs is about wisdom and folly. Wisdom is the art of skillful living for God. God wants his people to walk in wisdom. God wants families to train up their children in the way that they should go, the way of wisdom. It's a lifelong task, and we never outgrow our need to learn wisdom because our world is changing all the time. And this is really important, church. We need to be wise people as the world continues to change. Now, throughout history, it's always changed, but it is changing at a very rapid rate. And sometimes the methods that we used a year ago or 10 years ago may not be as effective as they used to be. And, and so our world is changing, but we have, this, we have promises from God that are true and trustworthy and they don't change. And we have the word of God and it doesn't change. And a wise church has to be, be enabled to reach the culture that we live in. And so we must always traffic in wisdom that comes from God. Foolishness gets illustrated in our world every day. For example, uh, James uh, Potok, 29-year-old aspiring rapper from Ontario, Canada. Now, back in February of 2020, um, he was uh, on a WestJet flight from Toronto um, to Montego Bay in Jamaica. So an opportunity for a tropical vacation. And so he gets this idea uh, to stand up on the flight and uh, announce to the passengers all the time his uh, phone is uh, tracking a selfie video. And he was seeking attention so he could get this uh, on social media and get a, b a bunch of likes. And he told the passengers that he had just been to um, the, the uh, Hunan province in, in China. And he said, I'm feeling some symptoms. Now, that's where the epicenter for COVID um, came from, we believe. And uh, so he stands up and he wants to get this attention uh, and make this selfie. In about 10 minutes, flight attendants came back wearing uh, masks and gloves and removed him from the rest of the passengers. Uh, following the new airline protocol, um, 
the plane turned around and took a two-hour trip back to Toronto. There were 243 passengers on board, and they weren't very happy about changing their vacation plans in Jamaica. In fact, some of those people were only there for a short weekend. Um, upon his return to Toronto, he was immediately arrested, and he was taken to the hospital. And um, they found out that he did, they tested him. He didn't have COVID, and he'd never been to China. It could cost the airline between $10,000 and $200,000 to do a turnaround like that. It depends on the altitude and it depends on the distance. When asked if he would do it again, he said he was sorry for his actions. But then he posted a video of all the coverage he got and the video of him standing up uh, on the WestJet uh, flight and he said that um, there is no su such thing as bad, bad publicity. He wanted people to know who he was and to see how outrageous he could be. Some people make foolish choices and display foolish behavior. In another incident on American Airlines, headed to the Bahamas this time, 30 high school students um, refused to wear masks. This was just back in June of this year. And uh, they, they, they were on a plane that had mechanical issues and they had to deplane and they had to board a new aircraft. And right away, when the flight attendants came to them and asked for them to put on their mask, they refused. And they began to yell. They began to, some of them were swearing and they just became very obstinate. And so what did the airline do? They canceled the flight. And all those people headed to uh, the Bahamas had to change their plans. It was only a two-hour flight from Charlotte uh, to the Bahamas. Sometimes people make foolish choices and display foolish behavior. So I have four questions to ask as we come to Proverbs today. The first question is this, and you know, just don't mind the background, okay? <laughs> we can all hear it. In the book of Proverbs, the description of a foolish person is a little more technical than you would find in Webster's Dictionary. In the Bible, foolishness is the inability um, to take uh, information and make a good decision. To be foolish is the opposite of being wise and prudent. To be foolish in the Bible is the attitude who, believe, who leaves God out. It's the attitude of a person who leaves God out. Um, a foolish person, and we saw this last week, has no uh, fear of the Lord. No honor or respect for God. Now this is the part that we should pay attention to. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the word Christian atheist, but sometimes Christians live if, as if God isn't really that important. They, they say they're Christians, they say they've believed in Christ, but yet they find out ways to handle their life without uh, connecting with God. And they, they, they just can manage in their own strength and they don't need the power of the Holy Spirit. It's sort of like going through life and just tipping your hat to God. Going through... Life without uh, dependence on Him. 
Now, as we jump in here, I want to remind us of some things I brought up last week. When you study the book of Proverbs, Proverbs is a collection of wise sayings. The goal of Proverbs is to impart wisdom, the art of skillful living, to the student. And we saw this last week. Proverbs are usually um, written in a parallel, a parallelism. That is, there's two ideas in a proverb, two different phrases, and uh, they both have something to say, and we're going we're gonna to look at that a little bit more today. Now, the next one, pay attention here carefully. Proverbs presents principles that are generally true about life. They are not absolute promises of God. Now, sometimes Christians get confused about this. It's called wisdom literature. It's the nature of wisdom literature. They are generally true. So you take John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is not a proverb. That's an absolute truth. It's an absolute promise of God. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he shall not depart from it. That is not an absolute promise of God. That is a general truth, that if you invest in raising your kids in a way that honor God, they're way more likely to walk in God when they become an adult. Now, and if they get off track, they're way more likely to come back to the true and living God. But it is not an absolute promise because each child has to make decisions for themselves and they can, they can choose to walk away from God. And that's not on the parents, okay? That's what a proverb is. It's a principle of wisdom. So second question here, what are some behavioral traits of foolish people? Behavioral traits. Well, Foolish people sometimes are two-faced and they spread slander. Sometimes they're two-faced and they spread slander. By the way, this is called a synthetic parallelism. And here's the proverb. Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. It's a synthetic parallelism because the first idea is further explained by the second idea. Foolish people can conceal hatred. They can cover it up. They can, they can choose not to be honest. And then they sometimes spread intentionally uh, inaccurate information. They are not trustworthy. Pa parents, teach this to your kids. Teach this to your kid. It's so important that they learn from you. You know, by nature, children, you know, they, they're pretty innocent. Yes, they're sinners, but they're pretty, pretty innocent and they, have, they don't have a lot of experience in the world. And it's, and it's up to parents to help them navigate through relationships and, and, and situations with people every day. Ch children tend to be more innocent and naive, and they need help from parents to, to navigate. Now, sometimes confronting foolish people will help them and make changes, and sometimes it doesn't help. Secondly, 
Foolish people sometimes enjoy delving into behavior on the dark side. They sometimes enjoy delving into behavior on the dark side. Proverbs 10.23, a fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes, but a person of understanding delights in wisdom. Antithetical parallelism, two opposite ideas, one to look at the fool, one to look at the wise. A foolish person can, can get caught up in doing evil. They enjoy making elaborate plans to accomplish their goals, even when it causes harm to others. Someone who finds pleasure in planning or is motivated to disregard God can be caught up in an addiction. And Christians aren't immune to this. Um, sometimes curiosity is dangerous on the dark side. And fools find pleasure there. The next one. Foolish people sometimes show their displeasure with people quickly. Show their displeasure to people quickly. Proverbs 12, 16. Fools show their annoyance at once, but prudent overlook an insult. Foolish people can show impatience and annoyance toward others. They have a short fuse. This can be an anger issue. This is something to teach your kids. The prudent or the wise can cut somebody slack. They can be patient. They can extend grace. Next one, um, and just, just a reminder, the 30 high school students on the American airline flight showed annoyance quickly, didn't they? Because they drew all this attention about the whole mask issue, and it totally uh, upset the flight plans. The, the next one here, uh, sometimes, foolish people sometimes display toxic behavior toward their own families. Now, this has a huge impact on our homes. This has a huge impact on families in America and families in our world. Um, Proverbs 14.1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. Wise parents build into their families. They, they invest time. They invest conversation. Uh, they, they are instructive. They display patience. They model healthy behavior, love, and acceptance, and forgiveness. They, they help their children face up to consequences that will um, help them deal with wrong choices. And, and you know, sometimes that requires tough love, but it's love. Foolish parents tear down their families with shame. Belittling words, name-calling, emotional abuse. Very destructive for raising kids. Some of you ex have experienced that. Sometimes there's physical abuse. And these behaviors produce fear and shame instead of trust. The book of Proverbs addressed this 3,000 years ago, all about dysfunction in families. The next one. Foolish people can be slow to gain insight 
about their own foolish behavior. They just continue to make the same choices over and over. They don't learn from their own mistakes. Proverbs 17.10, a rebuke impresses a discerning person more than a hundred lashes of a fool. Um, a prudent person takes, is willing to take input from others, is willing to be confronted with truth and listen and seek to make adjustments and welcome that uh, if that would enable them to honor God. But a foolish person can take a physical beating and not even learn from mistakes. Last one in this section. Foolish people are self-absorbed with their own immediate comfort. Self-absorbed with comfort. Proverbs 21.20. The wise store up choice food and olive oil. Kind of essentials for ancient uh, Israel. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. They're consumers. They're into the comfort now. Wise people evaluate their situation. And they see the need to plan ahead, at least uh, for some extent. Wise, you know, planning for tomorrow, 24 hours in the, in the first century or in the 10th century B.C. Was, it was a huge deal to plan for 24 hours. The foolish person focuses on consumption. They are concerned about immediate comfort. And this is really a good setup into a lifestyle of addiction, addictive behavior, self-medication with food, maybe alcohol, self-medication with drugs, self-medication even with pornography, the immediate comfort Number three, third question here. What are some practical outcomes of the foolish life? What are some practical outcomes of the foolish life? Well, foolish behavior impacts families, and we've already seen this. It impacts families hugely. Proverbs 17, verse 21, to have a fool uh, for a child brings grief. There is no joy for the parent of a godless fool. Then verse 25, a foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the mother who bore him. The deal with foolish kids is they can become foolish adults and they can bring tremendous grief to their families. Sometimes they're not able to hold a job as when they reach an adult. Sometimes they're not able to stay out of trouble uh, with law enforcement. Sometimes they're not able to uh, handle their schoolwork or, or if they, they seek higher education, they, they're not able to, to follow through. Sometimes they're not able to provide for their own families as adults. Foolish uh, people can bring a great deal of pain to their parents. Secondly, foolish behavior may bring punishment. Foolish behavior may bring punishment. Proverbs 16.22 Prudence is a fountain of life to the prudent, but folly brings punishment to fools. And sometimes it's incarceration or sometimes getting in trouble with law. In 2020, Lincoln City, Oregon, man named Nicholas Ellingford was in the checkout line at McKay Market. 
Now, he had decided to show off his 9-millimeter Glock handgun to his friend while they're standing in the line. And so he reaches into his pants and he pulls it out and he displays it thinking he's really cool. Then he sticks it back into his pants and guess what happened? It went off. And he shot his groin. I think was pretty painful. Now, he didn't die, but he did receive his own punishment. Proverbs 10:21, the lips of the righteous nourish many. They build them up, they encourage, they help them to thrive. The lips of the right, righteous nourish many, but fools die for the lack of sense. That's an antithetical parallelism, contrasting the fool and the wise. In a sad story, I've told this one before, but in 1997, I did a funeral for a young man in our church back in Stoughton. And um, he had come to Eau Claire to go to UWEC. And he struggled there and he dropped out. And he, he worked for Best Buy. But when he was at Best Buy, he, he got caught stealing. And so he was in trouble with the law. And he was a very entrepreneurial kind of guy. And, and uh, so was his father. And um, he rented a space in the Banbury place. And in the midst of this big space, he built this room that was totally covered and he started a pot growing business and uh, he designed it so that the temperature would be just right and so the lighting would just be right and it was set on a timer and he did this by uh, cobbling wire from the Banbury place 220 and um, in August of 1997 one Friday he disappeared and it took a few days for people to find him. And when they found him, he was on top of that little room that he had built for his pot growing business. And he had been electrocuted and burnt to the crisp. And he sat there in the heat for three days. Um, Growing up in our youth group, he was a very popular kid. And his family was very involved in the church. Foolish choices can lead to a devastating end. So what are some attitudes of um, a foolish person? This is our last one. It's a little bit shorter. What are some attitudes of a foolish person? Well, the first one is, is that foolish people don't see the value of wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1.7, we saw this last week. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of knowing God. That's what the, that's about, the knowledge of God. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Instruction is about training it includes discipline. The key to the book of Proverbs, the key to, the, to wisdom, the key to skillful living is the fear of the Lord. It's being in awe of Him. It's a proper respect for God, for His love, for His power, um, for His sovereignty, for His wisdom, and for His word. The fear of the Lord.
It includes humility before God and the desire to walk in his ways. All of that is wrapped up in this concept of the fear of the Lord. It's not just, oh, I'm afraid. It's all about knowing who he is and responding back to him. Fools have no time for wisdom and instruction. They know better. They don't need God. They can handle things on their own. Now, this is important to us. When we dabble in our Christian faith, we're being foolish. When we don't value what it means to be in fear of the Lord, we're being foolish. God wants our full devotion to Christ. He doesn't want us to dabble in Christianity, you know, just kind of go to church, kind of hang out with Christian friends, and then kind of do my life in my own strength. Also, foolish people don't think they need advice. They don't think they need advice. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Foolish people live their lives without taking seriously the true and living God. I think some Christians don't take the true and living God seriously. We are foolish if we don't seek to learn what God has already revealed about himself. That's in this book. God has just given us a ton of information about who he is, what his design for us is, what the future holds, how to have a relationship with him, and his desire for us to trust him and to live by faith. The last one is foolish people don't have fear of the Lord. And we've already mentioned this, but here are two more verses. Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Knowing God is one of the highest values in the Bible. Um, when we know him accurately and in truth, we can, we can love him fully. Otherwise, our understanding is incomplete, and there's a whole lot of things we don't get, and we have all these questions about God that he has given some answers to, and we can trust him. We can't know all that there is to know, but we can know him, and he is worthy of our trust. Proverbs, or excuse me, Psalm 14, verse 1, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. This was me back in my college days as a student of philosophy. I was foolish. There was a whole realm of truth, spiritual truth from the word of God that I had no knowledge of. I had no idea what existed beyond what I could see in the world around me. Um, it was a spiritual, spiritual truth that came from God's word. And when, when I encountered that, when I embraced that, when I was open to it, it thoroughly changed my life. I'm going to uh, close by reading a, a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And Actually, this is one of the very first sermons I heard after I became a follower of Christ. 
First uh, Corinthians chapter one, just listen to the words. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perish- perishing. And, and that was me. You know, when I heard this message of the cross, that Jesus died for me, that he paid the penalty for my sins, you know, like, I, what is that about? That doesn't even make sense. That, that his blood redeemed me. He, he paid the price of, of my sin. And it was just seemed foolish to me. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I get that now, but I didn't back then. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. He's talking about the wisdom of the world. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Yes. For since in the wisdom of God through the world, its wisdom did not know him. The world can't figure him out. The world can't process and make sense apart from the word of God. They try to reason it through. It's exactly what I tried to do. I tried to intellectually sort of solve the problems of God to see if I wanted to know him. And I just couldn't. The passage um, continues uh, that God was, was uh, pleased through the foolishness of the cr- what was preached to save those who believe. The foolishness, the gospel seems foolish to our world. The, the Jews demand for signs. And Paul was saying in the, in the first century, the Jewish people were looking for miracles, just like they had in the Old Testament. They were looking for signs. The Greeks looked for wisdom. The Gentiles, uh, they, the non-Jewish people, they're, they're trying to be mental. They're trying to intellectually get this world figured out. But we preach Christ crucified. That's the message of the cross. Jesus died for you and for me. A stumbling block to the Jews. They missed it. They stumbled over it. They couldn't get it. It offended them. And it was foolishness to the Gentiles, the big thinkers of our world. Verse 24, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Guess what? Jesus is wisdom personified. He's the ultimate reality, but he's not a proverb. He is the true and living God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. So the book of Proverbs helps us to identify foolish behavior. It helps us to identify foolish behavior in others. And maybe more importantly, it helps us to identify foolish behavior in us. If we don't get it, how can we expect other people to get it? Foolish behavior happens in degrees. It does not require that a foolish person have all the traits that the book of Proverbs identifies. One trait is enough for foolish behavior. The good news is is that we can learn wisdom. All of us can learn wisdom. God never intended us to get to a point where we don't need any more wisdom that comes from him. And we can identify our own foolish thinking and our own foolish behavior, and we can, 
we can make a choice to keep growing. So my question for us is, what foolish behaviors or what foolish attitudes do you have? Maybe have been identified here today that you, maybe you have seen them in a new way. For some people, it's a, it's a lack of truth-telling. It's, it's sometimes spreading information that isn't quite accurate. It's, it's not really about, it's not being honest, either emotionally or verbally. Sometimes it's secretly finding pleasure on the dark side. Maybe it's a private life, something that other people don't know about you. Sometimes it's becoming annoyed and impatient with other people quickly. And I'm guessing the people around you already know that. Maybe they've addressed it with you before. Sometimes it's about people and families tearing down their families with words and, and actions, with shame and blame and abuse. And what we need is to build our families up. And maybe you've just been reminded to, you want to invest more in building up your family so that they can thrive, so they can feel safe and secure and keep growing. Or are you self-absorbed with your own personal comfort? You know, sort of maybe just self-medicating to sort of take the pain of the day away? Or have you just been dabbling with the Christian life where you're kind of, you kind of act like a Christian, but you're not all in. You know you're not pursuing full devotion to Christ because that's what the fear of the Lord is, and that's what's going to take you to a higher level of wisdom. So in the, in the book of Proverbs, there are 31 chapters. I mentioned this last week. You could be reading a chapter a day Today's the 22nd. If you haven't started reading, you could consider reading chapter 22 today. I would encourage you to read through the book in a month and consider doing that a couple of different times a year. Now, that's not the only place to read in the Bible. But as we're focusing on Proverbs, this could be really helpful to you. So consider that. And I'd like you to ask God, I would like you to pray and ask God, what area does he want you to keep growing in wisdom. What foolish attitudes or behaviors could you change and keep growing? Let's all stand together and let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you today for the book of Proverbs. Thank you, God, that you have given us instruction and training and wisdom and that you offer that to us. Help us to continue to grow and to learn about you, to learn from your word, to gain wisdom. Lord, as um, you have brought up things before us today that maybe we hadn't looked at as foolish, we didn't think of as being a foolish attitude or foolish behavior, Help us just to be honest before you and to seek to grow and to seek to ask for your help and your strength. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit to enable us to overcome the self-life and to trust in you. May we grow into full devotion to Jesus. In his powerful name we pray.
Amen.